Sensual Stories, Sharon at the Sex Fest. So, I'm Sharon. I live in a small village in the countryside of Essex, England, with my partner Pete. We're both in our mid-thirties. We've been together 10 years now. And no, we're not married. We don't need that piece of green paper to cement our relationship. We've both got decent jobs in the city. We're doing all right. Yeah. We've been having a bit of to and fro, you know, trying to decide whether to have children or not. We decided to leave it a little bit longer. All our friends now have got kids and oh my God, they are so one track now. What with what's little Bess doing and what's little Justin doing and how's little Ruth getting on? There's just never an adult moment. And well, me and Pete, we like our adult moments. Don't get me wrong, we're not in an open relationship, as they say. We've never done anything like real swinging. What we like is our erotic adventures. They're our glue. So here's our little secret. So every year we use some of the dosh to have our sex adventures. Oh my God, we love them. We always go somewhere foreign, you know, exotic for erotic, eh? So come each year, January, we spend most evenings planning the sex delicious trips of that year. We grab a bottle of wine and look at all the hot places we can go and research the sexy things we can do together. <sighs> On most planning nights, we get horny as hell and end up having a good old bonk in that bedroom. So January nights at our place are so much fun. <gasps> We're just a bit tired the next morning for, you know, for the daily commute. <sighs> Shall I tell you about the best sex adventure ever? I mean, ever. It was when we went to the Fantasy Fest in Florida, Key West, last year. It was Betty in the office that told me all about it. That night, Pete and me found it on the website. It said it would be hot like a Mardi Gras, but oh my God. Oh my God, it was much more. Do you know... This is a sex festival. Yeah, a real sex festival. It goes on for 10 days in October each year. Events such as sexy toga party, full moon bear all party, and horny foam party is for everyone of every sexual orientation. Everyone gets a chance to be daring. Unleash hidden sensuality. The more audacious and raunchy, the better. Wow, that night, Pete licked me off like crazy. It was great. It was great. So, come last October, we flew over to Miami and drove down to Key West. We were staying in a hotel at the end of Sunset Pier. Before getting changed for our first evening of the fest, we wandered out onto the pier for some warm-up cocktails. The atmosphere was amazing. Amazing. The sun was setting 
as yachts drifted by. The cocktails were flowing as the guest band played. <gasps> I was on white wine. Pete was on beer. We were really worried what to wear that night. We wanted to fit in, be as outrageous as everyone else. Eventually, after a couple of wines, we discussed what we'd wear. I decided I'd wear a shortish grass skirt, you know, Hawaiian style, with a bright orange bikini covering my tight ass. Thank you, Conrad at the gym, my personal trainer. At the top, over my 36 C's, a really small, itsy-bitsy yellow polka dot bikini embroidered with bright red lips over each nipple, like they were having a good old suckle on them. And I'd do my makeup really loud, you know, like loud with bright red lipstick. And I'd wear a garland with white tropical flowers around my neck. And then Pete, he decided to wear his Bermuda shirt printed with Marlin fishing scenes and his brand new blue shorts. And then we'd both wear flip-flops. So once we sorted out what to wear, we went back to the hotel and got changed. You won't believe what we found. When we left the hotel, by the time we arrived at the other end of um, Duval Street, it was nearly dark. The sky was indigo. What a scene. What a scene, sexy as hell. The street throbbed with people. Everyone was virtually naked. There were men literally wearing a codpiece on their dicks. Women with bare tits and skimpy tropical skirts. No bikini bottoms at all. Flashing pussies. All the shops were rammed as the fest freaks tried out some outlandish accessories to adorn themselves to look their best. I looked at Pete. I didn't feel good. I just didn't feel right. I felt like plain Jane, boring as a shit. I wanted to be sexy and outrageous. I felt like we were some middle-aged couple down the pub back home. Not young and vibrant at this throbbing sex fest. I said, Pete, let's go grab another drink. We quickly found a bar with a live jazz band in the corner and ordered huge tropical cocktails that came in small buckets. They were so large. I wanted to get sloshed and quickly and ease up and decide what to do. I'd already got on all my skimpier stuff and sexier stuff. Just as the waiter came with the drinks, this guy wanders over to our table. He wasn't dressed like the others. He wore a light linen suit, no shirt. You could just see his tanned chest. He looked successful with a smart image, gray hair, gray goatee beard. His blue eyes twinkled when he asked my name. He said, what's your name? I said, I'm Sharon. He had this lovely, soft American accent. He said, well, hey, Sharon, I'm Steve. Let's have a dance. 
Well, Pete never has a problem with me dancing with other guys. No, no, no. He said he likes the way I dance, like all sensual. He likes to see how other guys start looking at me. So I said, okay, why not to this guy? And I let him lead me over to the dance floor in front of the band and we started to dance. I thought I was dancing all sensual, but it probably looked a bit weird, a sort of a blend of Hawaiian to match my costume, you know, to the jazz. He looked at me a bit strangely, but he put his arm around my waist and his hands on me bum. He started holding me tight. I could feel his enlarging penis right against my pussy. <gasps> so Sharon, do you want to be a dirty girl tonight? He whispered in my ear. I nodded, feeling dizzy with desire, I suppose. Well, Sharon, I have a little sex party at my house every year. Here's the address. Come along at 2 a.m. He put a small card in my hand while still stroking my bum with the other hand. I could hardly say it. I didn't really want to say it, but I had to let him know I had a fella. I'm here with a guy, you know, I said to him. Of course, bring him. What's a sex party for without guys? He winked at me. The song ended and almost mysteriously, he vanished. But I had the little card with the address on. I returned to the table, feeling flushed, partly because of the drink, but mostly because I was buzzing, buzzing with excitement. I mean, buzzing. I said, Pete, Oh my God, that guy is having an all night sex party at his villa. He asked us to go. You'll come with me, won't you? I guess the way I asked Pete didn't really leave him with any option, but I was sort of making it clear I'd go anyway, whether Pete came or not. Seconds later, Pete had agreed to come. He seemed excited too. <sighs> we decided to slow down the drinking because it was still several hours to go before 2am. So we went to get a bite to eat to line our stomachs. It was going to be a long night of drinking. As 2am arrived, we found ourselves wandering down the back streets of Key West until we got to the address. It had a doubled gateway. <gasps> Inside, there was a huge villa. Pete rang the bell. And a sexy maid wearing just a white apron and absolutely nothing else with large naked breasts, oiled and glistening, opened the side gate and guided us towards another girl dressed the same as a maid, carrying a tray of two champagne flutes. I went... Who owns this place? The maid said a name. I didn't recognise it. She looked at me quizzical. When she saw my face, there we didn't recognise the name, but explained. He's a billionaire, an internet billionaire. He likes to have his own private sex party every year at the same time as the sex fest. Mm. Once armed with our drinks, we wandered over to the floodlit pool area 
which was shaped like a huge kidney with palm trees surround, one of the most beautiful pools I have ever seen. Close to the pool, there was a live band playing. Mostly chilled out, easy listening stuff. Some couples were dancing, swaying gently like the palm trees. Everyone, everyone everywhere was virtually naked. Luckily it was warm. So after about an hour of drinking this way, socializing with a few other couples, we heard a big gong sound. Bong! Suddenly, there was that suave Steve. He was in the front with the band with a microphone. His booming voice announced that everyone should look under the bottom of their glass to find a number. This number had a pair, but it was not a pair with their partner. In turn, each number would be called out. The woman with the number should go up to the stage, talk on the microphone and reveal her name. And the man with the identical number should identify himself. The two will then pair up to spend time with each other, explore body chemistry, explore sexuality and sensuality with no guilt. Oh my God, with no guilt? I glanced at Pete hearing this. Were we really going to do this? This was sure pushing our personal boundaries of adventurism to a huge extent. I felt nervous, yet excited. And being honest, a bit wet. I wanted to do it. I needn't have worried because in a low voice, Pete whispered to me, in for a penny, in for a pound. The game started and eventually number 111 was beckoned to the microphone. I went up there and said, oh, it's me, Sharon, I'm number 111. Out of the shadows at the back of the tropical garden came a tall, handsome man wearing just a black thong. He was a black guy, really stunning, with a tight ripped muscular torso. I swallowed hard with anticipation. He came close and put one arm around my waist. I'm Marcus, he said. I shivered with excitement. He pulled me tight beside him and guided me back into the shadows of the garden where there were these cabanas in secluded corners. He found an empty cabana and turned to face me. He said nothing. He leant forward and kissed me. He kissed me strongly with his sensual lips. He kept kissing me then his tongue began to explore my tongue. Down below, I was melting, dripping wet. He continued to kiss me. He pulled up my bikini top and started to caress my breasts, squeezing their fullness, gently 
teasing the nipples between his thumb and forefinger as they rapidly got erect. He laid me down in the cabana and removed my bikini bottoms. Laying beside me, still kissing me passionately and stroking my breasts. I felt something enormous. It was enormous, stiff and erect, right against my pleasure zone. I put my hand down to grab his enormous erectness. Oh my God. I have never felt anything like it. The size, the softness of the skin. I desperately wanted it to enter me. Marcus moved on top of me and I felt his manhood touch me. He teased me. He teased my entrance a couple of times and then he entered me, gently at first, easing it in, seeing if I was ready. Then he went in a little bit more, then out. Again in, a little bit deeper and out. Oh! And then in, I was moaning now. I was happy to yield. Then he went deeply inside me and started a strong rhythm. Oh, he was still caressing me at the same time, thrusting like a pile driver. His chest glistening with sweat, pounding me with athletic might. Oh, my whole body was tightening now. I was yearning for it. I needed it. I needed to come with this man. It didn't take long. Not for me, not for him. Both of our orgasms were strong. They were strong and shuddering. We moaned in unison. It was done. We pulled apart and lay there panting in the soft night air. There was no further entwining, no emotional cuddling. In a strange, almost perfunctory way, Marcus said, thank you. The only words he said to me were his name and thank you. Then got up and disappeared off into the garden. Although I felt the lingering excitement of my intense orgasm, I also felt a little bit let down, like I had a wham bam thank you ma'am kind of experience. A real quicker, you know. Anyway, I rummaged around the cabana, found my bikini top and my bikini bottoms, put them on, found my flip-flops, put them on and made my way back slowly to the bar area. I had no idea how much I was going to tell Pete, especially about how big Marcus's massive dong was. It had been one of the most intense sexual experiences of my life, perhaps. Best to tell Pete very little indeed. But I knew that I would have 
the most delicious time dreaming about Marcus whenever I wanted to play alone, you know?